Live from the Huntington Hilltop, tonight I talk to Troy, the Twitch streamer. One more time. Hello, hello. In the morning, Troy. In the nighttime, Brian Black. We need to get you a last name for your stage name. That's complicated. You get one typo wrong in Google and you end up with weird results. I'm going to move our channel too. Forgot about that. Let's get mute you for a second. All right. You joined recording room. You moved Troyton again to recording room. You unsuppressed Troyton again. I went again. to a uh, Smash tournament one time, and I I just put in Troy C and then and then and I I didn't think of it at the time. I was just like I'm always typing that name in, and then when the guy tried to say it, he's like uh, Trey Chang, I'm like yeah. oh god, that's both racist and wrong. I googled bring your wallet one time. I realized I wasn't using the domain name very much. I just use it as a call to action to redirect to the website in case mm-hmm. I ever had to change the name or something. Um, it's just a useful non sequitur. Well, actually, it's more of a call to action. It's not a non sequitur. Um, and the, the thing I discovered was bring your wallet is apparently some type of tag on Twitter for hookers. <laughs> well, I'm not. Su- I'm, I laugh, but I'm also not surprised because it makes sense. Yeah, it's some kind of sugar daddy call out or something. It's weird. I could see it though. Hey, honey, bring your wallet as you yep. go upstairs. So I finally got past 50 followers on my stream, but because I am an idiot and didn't read the fine print or read any of the details on how to become an affiliate, you also have to have an average of three viewers over your past 300 streams or hours of streaming. So I've got the follower oh, the average. Damn. Yeah. My average is like 2.1. So I need to get it over three and then they'll offer me affiliate. And then I can start getting ad money. Okay. And then like the third level, which is like considered is called partner. You have to have an average of 75 uh, viewers per stream. And that's like, wow. I can see why those people that become partner, like they're just, they're always the most popular streams you'll see. Your best friend Sasha Gray has seventy three hundred live streamers, like within the first fifteen minutes of broadcasting. Yeah, when it just says starting soon. <laughs> I was I was thinking about that, and that is only valuable if you're selling the audience. So if you're presenting ads to people that just need views then that's where that's valuable because those those aren't actual um they're not i I just can't imagine that there's as many dedicated well in her case i'm sure there's plenty of dedicated fans but (laughs) on the average um twitch streamer out there that has some type of wow factor that has nothing to do with the game i don't think that those are uh dedicated viewers like the the people that actually interacted with you on your your chat while you were playing the game i'd probably say like 90 percent of them this is just made up numbers on the spot but yeah 90 percent are just people that come in watch for a little bit or take off or you'll never they'll never watch again they do a follow um but from what i've seen of like those really popular streamers 
there is like a core group of people who are consistently subscribing or consistently interacting. They're, they they want to be involved. They want to, you know, they're they are an on every stream kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that mass majority are just people are just lurking or they say shit and chat or, you know, they're just coming and going. I would have to guess this is totally based on nothing that if they had some kind of call to action, they did like a live read or something in an ad that the percentage of people who act on it, it I think in radio, the rule of thumb is like 10% of the audience act on it or something. I'm guessing it would be less than like 5% for people that just have lots and lots of drive-by viewers mm-hmm. versus people who have about as many viewers as they have subscribers because they're probably all regulars that um, are more likely to act on something that you say. Yeah, that that's the thing in sales that they talk about where it's it's always going to be 10% of each like category. So let's say you advertise to a hundred people that you're and you're selling this thing. Only 10% of them or 10 people are actually going to call you or ask or you or be interested in whatever you're selling. And then out of those group, 10% of that group are actually going to become like an actual sell. So out of those 10 people, one person will actually buy the product. Like that's like a rule of thumb that a lot of salespeople use. And if you have anything above that, then that's like, you know, super great. But that's why they say it's like advertise to a million people and you'll get, oh crap, I shouldn't have used the number. I'm not good with percentages. 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody check the math on this. 100,000 will actually be interested. And then 1,000 will be actually like go to being a sale. But you had still have to talk to a million people to even get that 1,000 sales kind of thing. Uh, but it's like it's it's super defeating if you're trying, if you respect every single viewer to be end end up being a subscriber, but you know, if 10% is subscribing out of your viewer base, that's great numbers. Yeah, that would be really good. Doesn't seem like that would be mm -hmm. like, that would be realistic though. The way they make money though, from what I've researched is that obviously Twitch subscribe subscriptions ads, that's good revenue coming in. But if you actually want to be like living off of it, you got to start advertising products, you know, that are pertain to your branding. So they'll sell t-shirts or sell cats. And even if, you know, the nice thing is that you will sign it up with some shop that sells it and they don't need to give you stock of it. It's like, Oh, once the order comes in, then we'll make your hat. And then that gets mailed. So you don't have to worry about like, I bought, you know, 2,500 stickers. I need to sell all these. It's just, you know, as the sales come in, then it gets made. Whereas like, I know with like, with sometimes when you buy, like when you're a, a band kind of thing, you'll buy t-shirts hoping that everybody's going to buy a t-shirt. And if they don't, then that's, you know, money out of your pocket. Okay. I got a compound question for you. Okay. Have you played any new games? And t- second part of the question is, or it's kind of a different question. <clears throat> when you play different games, have you noticed the subscriber count increase or do you have any numbers? Have you paid attention? to whether or not you've played a game and that resulted in somebody subscribing? Uh, well, I can tell you that the last part, just because it's most fresh, I was playing Left 4 Dead 2. That's not a new game to me, but I just was streaming it for fun. And I got like one or two people to follow that were just finding it hilarious because I've got um, additional physics mods added. Uh, so I think yeah. that caught yeah. people's attention. You have the best skins in the game. 
Yeah. And then I add like stupid like when you throw the pipe bomb, it starts playing the uh, mine, 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 yeah. mine from uh, Finding Nemo. Just, just stuff like that that I find funny. But then people watch the streamer just that's the first time they're hearing it. So they're laughing their ass off. Um, but because I'm not known for that, like that's not what I'm usually streaming. I don't think I'm getting that much more of a viewership. Um, what's been most interesting to me most recently is um, uh, it you know saves a video every time I stream. And I don't ever expect anybody to watch it. In fact, in fact, when I first started, it would be like, you make the video, you know, make the, you stream, it automatically makes the video, dumps it into your video log. And, you know, you, you could watch it week to week, and it's like zero views, zero views, zero views. Oh, it's one view? Oh, no, that's when I watched it. Like, um, But I've actually seen, like, 30 views on a video I did, like, last night. I don't know who who it is, or maybe it's, maybe it's just bots that, like, are noticing that because I'm getting more followers, it's trying to keep track of me, or I don't know what it's doing. But somebody, something is watching my my old videos. They're not watching live because I'm not having 30 viewers, but something's pinging it 30 times. And I did notice the Smash ones are hitting over 30, but then my Left 4 Dead videos were like 10 at highest. So it's still like whoever's going to my channel is looking for Smash content. They're not looking for Left 4 Dead 2 content. I've noticed on my site that certain content, it's like it gets promoted or my content in certain search results gets promoted in waves on Google mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll just get uh, bombarded by traffic from like Japan where people are looking for pictures <laughs> of corgis because uh-huh. I have a whole photo gallery on my site and I have this gallery of corgi photos and every once in a while I just get hit by a big wave. So maybe it's the search engines digging up an image. So your things like a thumbnail and they click through and it bounces them into Twitch and mm-hmm. they start watching your stream. That could be it. Do you I get remember, to pick the thumbnail? Uh, there's a choice. Like they'll take three random screenshots throughout your stream and then those you can pick. I want to say, I forget if it was YouTube. I know YouTube does for sure. You can select the thumbnail. You can upload a thumbnail if you want it to be that. But I, don't, I think Twitch just limits it to like they take three random screenshots throughout your stream and then you pick between the three of them. Uh, I remember there was there used to be Twitch streams where what they would do, I don't know how they set up, like there was one that was called like Timo Always Dies, and it was for League of Legends, where it would jump between people's streams or people's like replays, and it was always right as Timo dies. <laughs> and I don't I don't know because I couldn't I couldn't imagine trying to have a archive of Timo die videos and just constantly be like churning those out. That'd be just a waste of man hours. It had to be somehow automated where it was just like looking up replays in League of Legends, like replay vault and knows like, okay, Timo was in this game and League of Legends has a record of like who dies and when. So they just look up the name. Like it had to be something like with the AI, oh, yeah, but you know, like a, a program. A exactly. File. You could game well, that I mean, system then. What do you mean by? You just got to play know. that, the death sound effect every once in a while in your stream. Oh, and, have and then people will get a random clip of <laughs> you playing Left 4 Dead with the booby physics mod skin on yeah maybe i don't how think long was that though because how how could you like there'd be so much sound in a game how would you be able to isolate especially when there's music going on in the background i don't know how does shazam do it well they have to listen for a while i guess you're i guess you're right i don't see much of a difference between what shazam would do hmm. i don't know I just think it'd be, it was just it was just too good as far as like it was always Timo dying. So maybe think it was more of like it actually had game data to pull from. It could be. 
Uh, there was another thing I was gonna say about uh, something about unintended unintended consequences. Uh, it's more of a story. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of related to traffic coming in waves. I made this little message on one of my insurgency servers that said, like, long live Taiwan or something. Oh, no. Because uh-huh. I thought it would scare away any of the people in, like, mainland China thinking that the CCP is going to come and abduct, abduct them in the middle of the night or, like, they'll fall <laughs> okay. off the 13th floor of a building or something because they yeah. played on the server. But it had the complete opposite effect, and all the Taiwanese players populated my server. So everybody had, like, 250 ping. That is hilarious. I'm just trying to think of how could you apply that in a different way and get a different viewership. I, yeah, that's what I was trying to think. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I need to come up with uh, some some kind of message in Spanish or some Canadian thing. I'll just, just go American. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, Proud Boys headquarters right here. And then just be suddenly influx with uh, a mix of gay husbands. And um, <laughs> what's the actual Proud Boys? The... With the Nazi, neo-Nazi group? I don't even know who they are. No, it's Gavin McGinnis or whatever. He made a video about how to pee in public. And the whole thing, the guy, (laughs) the whole thing was an ad. At the very end of the the whole show, it's like a a YouTube series. Mm -hmm. Or it's one episode of this guy, like, talking to you on the camera. And then he points out, this whole time, I've been peeing. And he's got like a magazine and there's like this stream pouring out to the side of the magazine (laughs) into the trash can next to him. And uh, by the end of the episode, he's talking about, uh, I don't know, he says something, it probably was like, oh, sometimes there's a a bad side effect of uh, just habitually peeing in public. And then the camera like pans down and there's like urine running down his pant leg over his shoes. (laughs) And I think the whole thing was an ad for his shoes. It's like 15 minutes. It reminds me of, uh, what is it, like, like, is there, like, Chinese humor where it would always be something, like, really obscene and a little bit gross, but it's considered hilarious? I don't know. I see a lot of that kind of humor in um, TV shows. What was, or no, movie. There was a movie. It wasn't the game. It had, uh, what's his face, the father from Arrested Development. And... Anyway, the whole movie was underwritten by some like Chinese studio, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. their humor in the mo- the the recurring humor in the movie was like something really gross happened, and they just kept dwelling on it. Oh boy, Ugh. to the point where it was like cringy. It was mildly funny in the beginning. Anyway, I saw that as a recurring theme. Gotcha. Uh especially speaking of recurring themes. So, Star Wars, uh, I don't know, maybe you know more about it than I do, but there's been a, I wouldn't say anything official, but like there's been an underlying um, feeling that like the most recent three Star Wars films that never happened. Um, it's like a lot of SJW kind of politics going on. The like purple-haired of, martyr? Correct. Like there's, there's a lot of like that, that kind of stuff going on. So a lot of people have felt like, oh, Star Wars has been sort of hijacked by this political correctness and the latest star wars game squadron i think i told you about it's the game where you they took a mix of rogue squadron from like n64 and tie fighter game from forever ago and sort of made a a new version updated version of that game and the game's pretty fun like i think it's pretty consistent it's 
complicated enough that you can have actual skilled dogfights, but then simple enough that you're not like having to like, oh, let me uh, get my my full immersion headset on and have to actually know how to pilot an X-wing. But anyways, if you play the single player mode, it's nothing like official, but just you just get this like feeling that like there's a lot of more female pilots than I think there should be, and then everybody with with the exception of like one or two characters, everybody that has like a commander or has power in this game, like has is like a leading character, is female or like it's just it just feels like I'm huh. I'm playing the bad guys, and your commander's female, your two co-pilots are female, uh, and then the one guy who is a a guy. He never takes his mask off. And then the other guy, who I was like, okay, so there's you know, two male characters, two female characters, but then he's gay. So it's like, and, and it wasn't like related to his character at all. He came out and they just said like one line, they're like, oh yeah, I can't wait to retire and go see my husband. And it was like, that felt a little forced. Like, why why are you telling me this? I thought we were supposed to be pilots or whatever. This doesn't even sound like a game you're describing anymore. But I mean, like, it, it's, it's like, it's not enough that I can say for like, without a doubt. But then it's just like, it's so like, Hmm, I wonder if there was a little bit of uh no, we need to make these characters a certain way. Like there's no there's no uh no way around it. That's and then you go on the rebel broadcast. side. It's, hmm? On what? broadcast TV, it's like that. What you, what's broadcast TV? Yeah, you know, just TV, TV shows. Oh, yeah. You once, once you right. start thinking about it, then you start seeking it everywhere. Um but just I was just thinking about that. It's like this, is this it doesn't really matter because it's a single player and it's still like good enough. But I just was thinking about like my mind like, hmm, I see a theme going on with Star Wars. And it's, this is not not dissuading me from that uh, that conspiracy th- thought. But besides that, it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it. I'd probably suck at it if I actually went online, but it's a good game. I you can to totally the- tell though when playing it they had only intention in the world that you'd be playing with VR. Because like they say, oh, you know, works fine with a mouse and keyboard, but there is unnecessary clicking and you can't use the keyboard for anything when it, you should be able to in a, like in a normal game. Like you have to click in a circle in the middle of the whole like empty space, which for VR would be, you know, natural. You'd be like, you know, touch with your hand. But with the mouse, it's like, uh, uh, drag it over there. And then it like, the, the it's like the acceleration's wrong. Like you to start, it's like going through tough sand, and then it hits some like threshold, and then you're just slipping across, like thrown across the whole mouse, the whole whole screen, like water. Oh, it's got like some kind of uh, acceleration that starts out all lugubrious. Yeah, it's it's, it's frustrating. Off. Luckily, the game itself was fine because I think they were you're supposed to play it. Um, Still with VR, but they made it better for mouse and keyboard. But definitely in the menus, it just feels like awkward. That's funny. I actually misused Lugubrious because of uh, the talk show. Damn it. I should have fucking looked the word up. Uh, <laughs> there's Ryan, a podcast. It's not good of you to use words you don't know the meaning of. That's so ambidextrous. <laughs> uh, the talk show is a very Apple centric podcast. Mm-hmm. And. The guy used the word lugubrious to describe the uh, scroll wheel on the Apple Watch. And that stuck with me in my head, mostly because (laughs) he said it was the wrong word. And really what I meant was, and then he said something else, which described it as like fast and smooth. So Mm -hmm. I assumed what he meant was the the inverse of that. 
it turns out it's yeah. not that at all. So, uh, I I going back to the game. I did mm-hmm. play. Uh, I guess the originals that it was based on. I remember mm-hmm. I would walk down the street to my friend's house at my old house, and um, he had like an old. I guess it wasn't DOS. It was probably like Windows ninety five. An old I Windows machine it was DOS. joystick. It's- Definitely, yeah, joystick was preferred, but it was an old, old game, TIE Fighter. Yeah. It was old enough, I don't think I could get it. But then again, I didn't really do anything on the computer back then. Hmm. But it was yeah, fun, would, and it was mm-hmm. pretty easy to play. I love the sound effects. Yeah, they... They... I feel like Lucas Arts. The one thing they always write is the sound, the music. It's always good. It's always like puts you back in that. Especially because they reuse the same sound effects like from the first movie that came out. So it's just super, super relatable. That's a great sound. Uh, so the messaging thing that you noticed is mm-hmm. a thing that actually happens in broadcast TV or movies. There is this organization called the Broadcast Board of Governors, and they heavily influence the scripts of movies and connect studios uh, in exchange for rewriting part of the script. Oh, uh-huh. An exchange yeah. of rewriting the script. What do they get? Like more if, money? if you wanted to make a movie about the military or something, you've got to get it... Approved uh, by the military? And then that means that they have a positive image? They will your script to give, you, to give your studio access to certain certain vehicles unless there's some copy of one that's made or something i remember there's an old sci-fi show called stargate where it was heavily like it was supposed to be a hidden branch of the military so they had to use lots of military guns uniforms and vehicles um but i noticed because i remember reading something about what you're talking about that if you want to use anything with military if you want to have the military's help in making your movie or tv show you have to have a positive light of the military you can never have a like, oh, this is a bad thing because of the way the military is. And I remember seeing that show, like, yeah, it was super pro-military, pro-positive. There's like, anytime there's bad guys, it's the civilian branch. <laughs> they're they're messing things up. If only the military is allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the name of a movie that really rips a new one in the military. It was like from the 90s. Where did I see a link to that? It was some comedy. There's also In the Army Now. That was a good one. I don't know that that didn't have its script reviewed, though. Yeah, I was thinking about, since we're talking about, like, rewriting scripts, do you know the movie uh, Alien? The very, very first one? Ooh. I don't know if I watched that. But the basic premise is that it's military plane or private enterprise military, whatever. Oh, wait, of course I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they find an alien it then hex rabbit and it's like the first time they were introduced to uh the whole franchise starting there um but when that when the script was written for that movie one of like the little like did you know facts about it is all they used was the last names they didn't have any first names in any of the characters because they didn't know who was going to play what they just did an interview of like you know all the different actors that came through and then the ones they like the best they kept the ones you acted you know the the most and what they had in line with and so um who's the main character i just i don't remember the never only remember the last name now weaver 
Um, they didn't know if that was going to be a she or he when they were writing the script. And so when it turned out to be that, you know, they, the actress that ended up playing the main character and, you know, obviously they, is a woman, it was a really strong actress, but it wasn't in your face about like, I'm a woman and I'm strong. It was just like, she was a strong character because she was written well. Um, just like, that's the way you should write strong characters is not with a agenda of saying I'm a woman and therefore I'm strong. It's more like I'm a strong character. Also, I have to be a woman kind of thing. Weaver. Huh. But I know it was Alien her, was written that way, and that's why Her last name is Weaver though. Yeah, but I think that's is that the actress's name or am I getting the actress mixed up with I'm the main character? The principal <laughs> okay. cast members of Alien. Holmstead Staten. Oh, these are the last names of the actual actors. I'm just trying to come up with a cast list. I should have just gone to IMDB. I clicked on Wikipedia. Never mind. But yeah, sort of interesting. Um, just going back to the topic of games, have you played the new Mario 35? No, but 99 I, and Mario put together. I did download it, and I realized that it's not what I thought it was. I thought it was going to be 3D. I saw that it was a side scroller. <laughs> you got a D from the five there. Well, I just assumed. Why would you make a Mario that was a side scroller that's 2D? But I remember now that there was a a couple like that Mario what is that thing called the Mario Maker yeah Mario Super Mario World. Maker mm-hmm. yeah that Super Mario Maker that was a side scroller or at yep. least it had a side scroller mode yeah so I haven't played it what's it like well if you're familiar with Tetris 99 let me just start with the premise Tetris 99 is you play Tetris but while you're playing Tetris, there are 98 other people playing Tetris, and you're all on the same screen. Of course, your screen's, your actual Tetris board is the biggest, and it's right in the middle, but you can see the 98 other ones to the side of you. And as you complete lines, it then adds a line to a random person of the other 98, and you keep playing until there's no one left, until you know, you're ultimately the last Tetris oh. player playing. They took that concept and made it Mario. You're playing the original Super Mario Brothers from the Nintendo. And as you kill monsters, those monsters will spawn in someone else's Mario game. So, and you keep going and going until you're the last one alive. I didn't play Mar- uh, Tetris 99. I played Tetrinet, which is an open source version of that when I was learning how to use uh, Linux, I guess. Some Unix-like system. And I thought it was a novel idea. I didn't realize it actually was based on uh, Tetris 99. Yeah. It took like the same idea and just apply it to Mario. Um, what's really weird, and I'm, I'm thinking about like, every time Nintendo does something, it's like, oh, is that like a really bad idea? Or is that a really good idea? Yeah. They made it so the availability is only until 2020, 2021 March. And so, of course, everybody's like, oh, well, I got to get it now while I can because it won't be won't be here forever and you think like oh that's so stupid why would you make a game a limited time but then you think about it go wait a minute everybody's gonna download it now because they think it's gonna be limited availability and you could just quickly you know in march be like oh there's so many people playing uh well i guess we'll keep it going kind of thing (laughs) you know it's like it's like one of those things where like oh like you release bad news and it has positive effects which i think in the stock market is illegal to do but still like this is the stock market there's no laws against doing that Hmm. But uh, they did that also with, 
I think it's they have a Super Mario. Oh, I have the case right here. I'll just look at it. Super Mario 3D All Stars, where they took the last 3D Mario games, Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy, and released it on one Switch con- Switch con- cartridge kind of thing. But they did the same thing there. They're like, oh, it's only available till March 2021. Then we're going to stop production completely. And so on the one hand, you think, oh, that's so stupid. Why would you stop making a game if you're making money on it? But then on the other hand, you're like, well, let's see here. If everybody knows it's limited time only, you're going to get everybody to buy it right away. Like they're not going to wait for wait for it to stop being sold and have to deal with people who just sell at ridiculously high prices. Yeah. And a legacy thing like that is going to taper off in sales probably pretty fast. So if they just keep yeah. creating all these limited time things that are easy to produce, they can keep that hype up and just keep it rolling. Yeah, what I've what I've heard, but never never seen confirmed, but I've heard it, and everything I've seen makes it fits with it, is that when Nintendo makes something like hardware wise, they make it so everyone, every console they sell, or every one of like whatever it is they make, they actually intend it to be sold. They never want to have excess. They only want to basically always have demand, but never have like oh, there's no demand yet. We made this, and now it goes to waste. So that's why when the Switch first came out it was like gone immediately because they purposely did not want to make too many in case there was no demand, which on one hand is like, well, why would you not want to keep printing money? But then on the flip side of that, they'll never have to worry about loss because they know every switch they make is going to be bought. Cause there's three people that want one for every one switch they make kind of thing. Apple has a similar just in time delivery system. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole assembly line, I guess. Well, as far as my knowledge is, as far as I know, uh, when you place your order, I'm sure they round out part of it. So they overproduce maybe a little bit, but they pretty much build that thing, have it assembled and shipped pretty close to the time that you ordered it. So it's not like there's, unless there's a new phone launch, they don't have warehouses just full of phones. The rest of the year after the iPhone, after that initial launch, mm-hmm. it's all just in time. So when you click order now, it starts being built right then and there, and then you're getting it pretty much straight off the line because they're not they're not sitting in a storehouse at all. That's my understanding of how it works. That makes more sense though, because I've always wondered like if you bought a old iPhone kind of thing, if that was like if it had been sitting on the shelf for a while. Does that mean its battery is like already a year old, even though it's not been used? It's just like slowly dying away. But if it's making it fresh new, then that battery is just as new as the phone. That's my understanding. And the batteries are only filled about halfway when they're sitting or being transported. Yeah, that's that's best for the battery life. Yeah. Well, I think I got enough. Okay, sounds good. Let's call it a night. Are you going gonna to stream tonight? Stream uh, not tonight. Next? I'm trying to stream every other night. That way I don't get burned out, and I'm not really doing it for money. I'm doing it for fun. So All right. I will be playing. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show. Check out the membership page. See you next week. Sayonara.